Hello, and welcome back to an episode of Alexa Says. It has been, what, it's been 13 months, 365 days, which actually makes it another year. I'm really bad at time. Like, <laughs> I was about to say years, and I'm sorry with months. This I was about so to bad, say, dude. you this, cannot, oh. you cannot. It's been a while. Do the math. I'm, I'm rusty. I'm rusty on the introductions. It's definitely been a very long time. Uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to be doing another episode again. And joining me for this one is my lovely wife, Adina. Say hi, honey. Hello, hello. Say hello to the people that have been anxiously awaiting us to do another episode. <laughs> oh, I'm all, sure. All 12 of you <laughs> have been bombarding me with DMs that I receive once a week <laughs> saying, hey, you should maybe record an episode of your podcast. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks, personal friend of mine who has a personal stake because you're my friend. Thank you. <laughs> so I appreciate my <laughs> the single and, friends. And that crying oh. in the background, that's our third guest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we're also featuring our son, Maddox, who was taking a nap but decided to wake Ooh. up the second he heard me doing an episode, which is the main reason why I haven't done an episode <laughs> in over a year. So we're just going to power through it. And if you hear him, you hear him. If it's mm. good enough for our corporate calls, it's good enough for you. <laughs> well... You know, but you guys aren't paying us to do this, so exactly. You know, I, I need more of my friends to come in here so that I can make money off of this. That way, it'll be okay. My kids not here. Anyways, uh, so usually I have a title. I don't have a title because we literally just made this episode up like two seconds ago. Uh, but we're actually going to talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. We actually saw it last night, um, which I know we're behind. The movie came out what July. 2nd, right? It was Florida July weekend, I believe, when the movie came out. I have the perfect title for this episode. Ooh, what is it? Thor, Love and Thunder is unremarkable. <laughs> Alexa says, it's unremarkable. It's unremarkable, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, spoiler alert, Thor, Love and Thunder isn't that great. It's unremarkable. Yeah. It literally yeah. was just, it wasn't bad. It, it just wasn't good. Yeah. It's got plenty of love in it, but it didn't really bring the thunder. Like nothing. It was, was awkward. It, it, it wasn't fun. It, it wasn't... Um, it's they they tried they tried too hard in the movie they tried too hard to be funny and it was awkward with a lot of characters because you know as funny as some of them are but you felt it was forced like the script just was like hey say this but make it funny hey do that but make it funny and it's just like that's it's not how it works it just felt like the storyline itself was so heavy and it could be it was honestly kind of profound like it you know spoiler alert spoiler 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 alert uh, don't listen to this unless you've watched the movie. Yeah, but honestly, it's been a month, so... You should have watched the you movie. You should have watched it already. Unless, of course, you also have a two-year-old like we do, in mm. which case you probably haven't made it there yet. But mm. So I'd get off now. But basically, the whole premise is that guy prayed to these gods, watched his whole town die of starvation gore, and yeah. thirst. Uh, gore. Yeah. Well, I'm not good with names, but that dude. <laughs> that guy. And it's a really sad reality when he realizes that the person he's devoted his whole life to... He basically lost his daughter waiting for this person that he believed would save him, you know, and the guy laughs in his face. I mean, mm -hmm. personally, I, I get, I get it to some extent, right? Like now that I'm a parent, like I'm all about these like revenge stories for your kids, like Wanda, like <laughs> Wanda in the last Doctor Strange movie, I would have done the exact same thing. You know, and this guy too, like his daughter died because he believed she would be saved by this God or at least go to an, an eternal life. And they were like, they like the God laughed in his face. So you bring that heavy story that starts off with a man losing his daughter, which hit me hard. Right. Yeah. Even though that scene was a little, I feel clunky. I feel the way his daughter died was, was weird. She just said, dad, I'm tired. And then 
just she just dies and it's just and like, she just she's out of heat okay. exhaustion yeah but still like but just the way it was done the, the just the way it was shot it was kind of like weird and then you know you're like is she dead or did she just fall asleep because she's tired and then they cut to a scene of her buried and you're like okay she's dead so it was it was it was a weirdly done scene and yeah like you said it's a very it's very heavy right because you know you're 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 finding out the motivations for gore and why he's doing what he's doing right? which is understandable right yeah so yeah, like yeah. despite how clunky that might have been like fine like you get it but then you like cut over to like the guardians and thor and it's just awkward and weird and and thor's just like not cool at all he's like kind of a nerd yeah the, the tone <laughs> yeah the tone's a little bit all over the place because like again it tries too hard to be funny but there's some heavy themes in it, you know, like first off, you know, losing a child, which is heavy as hell. And then you have, yeah, that, that you know, the wacky um, intro battle with Thor and the Guardians against, it, you know, these random aliens. It would have been like, like Wanda, like, like, like that last Doctor Strange movie. What's it called? Oh my God. I'm the worst with names. Uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Right. The Multiverse of Madness. It would have been like trying to make that movie funny. When that movie wasn't funny, yeah, right, it was like, heavy at his moments, yeah. But like, understood the weight there, of, the, of the reasons behind it, which why this is why I feel it's yeah, it was a better movie than this one for sure. That's the thing. Like, it feels like almost like they're trying to take Thor in the direction of like Deadpool, um, obviously lesser than, but like Deadpool or Guardians, where they're funny movies at mm-hmm. their core, right? Yeah. Like you're there to laugh, and mm-hmm. then they happen to have some like action superhero element to them, but they're mm-hmm. mostly comedy. I think Thor needs to try to be. You know. Well, and also, you know, because also with Guardians, yeah, it was mostly a funny movie, but it also made you feel something because it's a bunch of people that are, you know, ragtags, all black sheep, all outcasts who become a family. And you feel that. You understand that. Uh, with Ragnarok, you know, even though it was a funny movie, but you dealt with, you know, with loss, you know, like, you know, Thor losing his hammer, you know, um, losing Asgard, all this stuff. But, you know, but finding, you know, finding peace, you know, and, you know, and change like that. So it was different because the comedy in Ragnarok was an enhancement of the overall story. In this one, I felt the comedy was the foundation of the story. And it's just like, and if it wasn't funny, it kind of just like slowed down any momentum the movie had built. You know, and like it just it just tried too hard. Like in that in that starting battle scene when Thor is fighting uh, the guys on the bikes. Oh, okay. Well, he's got an opinion. He actually really liked the movie, so he, he gets mad when I, I talk bad about it. <laughs> but in that opening battle with these aliens um, on their on the motorcycle bike things, whatever, where Thor does, you know, there's two of them coming on each side to squish him. And Thor just gets up and holds him back with a split. He's an even split, just holding him back with his legs. And we're just like, okay. It just felt stupid. It was weird. Like, I'm all for wacky Thor. Like, you know, like, again, I really enjoyed Ragnarok. I thought, you know, it's obviously, it's still the best Thor movie, unfortunately. Ragnarok was much better. I think it was unexpected, too, though, because we went into Ragnarok expecting, like, the same kind of Thor that we got in the first two movies. And then yeah. this one just, like, Ragnarok took us by surprise. And obviously, that's why it was such a sensation because Chris Hemsworth is actually hilarious like mm-hmm. he's such a good comedic actor mm-hmm. um on top of the fact that he's just like the most beautiful person right. in the world he's chiseled to hell <laughs> you know like the only I, one person can play thor and it's that guy yeah but i think that they just they went to they tried to double down on that and i don't think it resonated well yeah they went too much on the wackiness and then yeah and, and like i think the movie in general just suffered because of it because they, they spent so much time trying to be funny that they didn't focus on other things you know like there were just like a lot of things as far as like the plot the pacing was a little weird um, you know, Jane is just like, all right, she goes to, you know, she goes to um, New Asgard to go look at Mjolnir um, because she's drawn to it, which we don't really get that. We just see a book pop up. She reads a book. She sees a hammer that she goes to New Asgard and she's literally Thor inside five minutes. And we're mm, like, okay, yeah. cool. I guess you're Thor now. You know, and we only really realize, I don't know, I think like halfway to the movie why Mjolnir did that because Thor made a, pro- made a promise into the hammer to protect her. 
And we're like, okay, cool. But then that didn't make any sense because then we find out later on that the hammer is actually killing her. It's not letting the chemo take effect. I know, because so the whole point like, was that the hammer was supposed to protect her and instead it was murdering her. Yeah. So I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And they're comparing it to that sword that Gore used and how yeah. it was cursing him. So was the hammer cursing her? Yeah, it, it was It was just weird. Like, they just didn't know what to do with it, you know? And then and it was stupid. Like, you give him his love back and then she just dies in back. I don't know. It was, it was a little bit strange. I mean, I thought Natalie Portman looked amazing as... You know, oh, she she did a great job. Like I, I thought she was fun as the mighty Thor. You know, and then like you said, like you just said, like they kill her at the end. It's just it's weird. That like, why would you bring in the character, introduce a character who is very popular in the comics? This is a very popular character. You bring her in, then you kill her in the same movie. It it just it didn't make any sense. Hold on, let's take a pause. So yeah, uh, Maz wanted Jane to live. <laughs> All right, and we're back. We finally put the little one down. He was pretty pissed about what we were saying initially about the movie. He's like, I thought it was great. That had great character development. I'm like, it had zero character development. I don't think anybody got better as the movie went on. Um, but like we were talking about Jane and you know like bringing her character back for this movie, you know, which you know, people were excited about. You know, well, it, it was like mixed, right? Because like her character wasn't seen too fondly after the second Thor, even though that movie in general was bad. So you know, the fact that anybody came out of there unscathed, you know, was very surprising. You know, Thor himself was seen as like a kind of a boring character until Ragnarok. It really revolutionized the character, you know. We wouldn't even have gotten to Love and Thunder and, you know, have as much Thor as we've gotten now if it wasn't with how grave Ragnarok was. Which, you know, set this movie up, not, not going to say for failure, but, you know, people always put these lofty expectations on these movies that follow these big, you know, successful movies. And they always wonder, is it going to be any better than the sequel? And I think sometimes they try and hone in too much on what made the first film successful and that ultimately brings down the second one, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or the follow-up. Right. And in this case, yeah, they just tried to be just too funny, and it just didn't work. Like in Jane's case, you know, what she was dealing with her conflict was that she was dying of cancer. This is what I'm saying. Like the movie was awkward because these the the subject matter, the several different right micro storylines within the larger story, it was awkward. And, like, they're so heavy, but then you're communicating it in a way that's, like, it's almost like Thor's not, like, capable of comprehending the severity or, like, these complex emotions, I guess. Mm. Um, And they simplified—I feel like they simplified his character a lot for the sake of humor, almost like they made him, like, the dumb pretty boy. And that just doesn't feel in line with—now, granted, full disclosure, I have not seen the first two Thors. You're better off. Well, that's why I haven't seen them. <laughs> the first one's just really <laughs> boring. And the second one was just not, just straight up not good. Right. So, it, you know, I think Next to the Hulk is probably the worst movie Marvel did. But, yeah, and, you know, and this one just... Yeah, and, like, I don't I don't know enough about Thor's character outside of, you know, the Avengers storyline to be able to really, like, talk about what he should be like, right? Because, you know, like, I started watching all these superhero movies when we started dating, but I do feel like close to ten years in, like I have the right to an opinion. <laughs> if I camped out <laughs> overnight, the time I camped out the tape. overnight for Hall H at San Comic Con oh, yeah, San true. Diego. That's I have true. street cred. You have, you have done the overnight <laughs> line wait. For I've Hall done H. more than most. You've done it. That's true. I've been to SuperCon. I've been to Comic Con. <laughs> um, I have watched every Marvel and DC. I can write a dissertation right now on like the characters at this point after being with you for so long. But <laughs> I have not watched the first two Thor movies, not because I haven't wanted to, but because Alexis says 
they're not worth my time. So <laughs> I just haven't gotten around yeah, to like it. You can watch them if you want to. I just won't be doing it with you. <laughs> you know, but I like completely take you seriously when you say that. So like I hadn't seen the first three Star Wars movies since I was a kid. And I liked them obviously when I was like 11 when they came out. Mm. But um, I tried rewatching them by myself after Kenobi because it was just such a good show. And I just wanted to refresh the Attican Kenobi dynamic storyline in my head and it was so painful I couldn't get through the first like 20 minutes I was like oh my god he's right it's better to pretend these don't exist they're so the bad pre- yeah. like yeah, I'll just stick rough. to I'll just stick to the the, the Disney plus shows like and I'll figure yeah, I know. at least those are good but yeah you know I, like there was plenty of things that didn't make any sense like uh the scene in um Omnipotent City first of all it's a stupid name for a place Omnipotent City whatever Zeus was really freaking annoying. I actually didn't like his character at all. I hated... I, 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 I understand really, that he's supposed to be Greek, so they gave him an accent, but I actually found it... <laughs> the accent was a little little much. Like, was, why, 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 why wouldn't you just let Russell Crowe just talk in his natural accent? Like, I don't understand. Like, Christian Bale, you know, like... Oh my god, that was Russell Crowe. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was Russell Crowe. Yeah. You know, he was allowed to finally just be fat in a movie. He's like, go, don't worry about it. You're on the train. Yeah, the he gut. looked completely different. Yeah, half the gut is really part of it. And, like, I felt that scene was, like, a, a little bit of an annoying scene. Um, and well, then, like, the reason, like, you know, one a thing for me that didn't make any sense as far as the plot was, the reason why he wouldn't let Thor and, you know, Valkyrie and Jane leave was because you know where we where we live. So we can't risk it being captured by Gore and telling him where we are. And it's just like, okay, I'm sure there are other gods out there that also know where the city is. Or how about, you know, like, just because he killed lesser gods, you think he hasn't killed a god that probably knew where your city was? Like, or you think he wouldn't kill someone eventually? Like, I actually thought that was, um, that whole scene, though, as obnoxious as it was, was kind of in line with actual Greek mythology, because um, you wouldn't know this because I took the class for you. Ah. But, <laughs> and I got you an A. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so the whole thing with that that I learned in your class was that they were actually, like, slaves to desire. Like, they had no real free will because their biggest, like, they were enslaved to their free will. Does that make sense? Like, like to their vices. To, to their to vices, whatever. right. Like, and they were, they did not concern themselves with the happenings outside of themselves. Like, mm. they were just about their power, their pleasures. And so, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's very different than the Hercules movie <laughs> we saw. Um, and... Like, I, I guess, like, watching that, I kind of felt... I actually thought about that. I'm like, oh, this is kind of in line. Like, they don't care, like, about other people because you can pray to them all you want. They don't care about you because mm-hmm. all they care about is themselves. They're innately selfish. Um, and they're too they're too um, obsessed with their own, like... Well, yeah, with their own desires to be able to, to give a shit about, for example, like, a family... Like, this guy, Gore, and his daughter that are dying, that he's sitting there praying to them in the desert, and the, the guy's like, yeah, you're hilarious, I don't care about you. That was all very accurate. So, yeah. as annoying as it was, it wasn't off. Yeah, but, and then it was just also just weird, like, Thor literally, you know, stabbed Zeus through the heart with his own lightning bolt, and Zeus survived that. Right. It, it, I'm like, okay, so what can and can't kill a god? Like, it doesn't. that doesn't make any sense. You know, like, Loki could get his throat crushed by Thanos. That kills him. Also, why didn't and anybody it, attack him? Yeah, everyone just stood and watched everybody. And it's like, oh. Like, I get okay. the guards came after them, but like. Yeah, but like, nobody else did anything. All the other gods were like, eh. I don't, I don't know. Because, that, that again, the gods don't. It's not their problem. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Valkyrie's plan to just attack Zeus and take the bulls. I'm like, that's a terrible plan. Because what if the gods, you know, even though they didn't do anything, what if they all intervened and then you're all screwed? Now you have a thousand gods trying to stop you. So, like, that was a little odd, too. 
they're just plain things about this movie. So just the fact that the day after we saw it, I didn't talk about it at all. Like usually, you know, I'm someone after I've seen a movie, uh, Marvel movie, I talk about it for a couple of days. I would forget that we saw Thor: Love and Thunder. Because like nothing from that movie really stuck out. I to know, me. I know. So we we took a, a weekend getaway for Alexis's birthday, um, without the baby, and we decided to make it like a date centered weekend. So we got to the hotel Friday morning. Um, we stayed on Universal property. We watched the movie at night on City Walk, and by the time that we got back to the hotel room, Alexis had already completely moved on and was already trying to find another bar to go drink at. And we did not talk about Thor, mm. which when we're, like, and that happens to both of us. Like when we really like something, we won't stop talking about it. It's like our, that's part of why we enjoy consuming so much entertainment together. Cause like when we get hype, like we're hype. Yeah. Like Kenobi, that shit was like, yeah, it's, it's still spewing, it's, <laughs> spurring it's, conversations it's at so home. Good. It was so damn good. I know. It's but yeah, phenomenal. there was just a lot of choice in the movie that that just again we're like, okay, cool. I guess we're just doing this. I guess we're just accepting this. Like, oh, like um, Gore's daughter being brought back, but for some reason she got brought back with powers. Like, why does she all of a sudden have laser beams coming out of her eyes? Like, why? Well, you know, I mean, like what, the, the little rock dude. What's his name? Uh, Korg. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even little. He's like massive, but well, not anymore. Uh, no, no, well, he, no, he if, grew if, back, if his body back, and yeah. then he like mated with another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with another whatever his species is, and they were making a rock baby. Which I think is actually kind of cool because basically what they alluded to is that their species is like the equivalent of like, I guess like the Amazonian women. Yeah. Like, where it's just, like, an island of men. Well, they're just rock people. They probably just don't have a gender. They all just look like that. No, they're so, men. He very specifically said no, men. No, no, I know. Yeah, he said a dude. Yeah, so, well, whatever. But, um... Um, what were we saying, though? Uh, the rock dude... Oh, man, my ADD just kicked in. <laughs> um... No, yeah, just the choices that they made in this, you know? Um... Oh, oh, that he, at the end, was telling the story, and then he basically... Um, was saying, and that's um, how eternity was born. You know, the how this girl was born from yeah, eternity, born eternity yeah, with but, powers. Yeah, yeah, which, so she came back with powers. Yeah, is what which, he suggests. Which is fine, but I don't know. It's just one of the things I'm just like, okay, I guess we just have to accept that this girl has powers now. Why can't it be that eternity just brought her back and just brought her back? Why does she, why does she have to come back with powers? So like, I just thought it was, I don't know, it's just a little weird. Um, I, I I like everything about it was weird and. Yeah, and, and anyway, and like let, let's go back to the whole thing about Jane dying. It's like, why would you bring her back, right? You know, you pulled Natalie Portman back, which really, you know, after the last Thor movie, she was done with the Marvel universe. That's why she never came back for anything afterwards. You know, that's why they broke her and Thor up like off screen. You know, and like they only convinced her to come back because oh, you get to be Thor as well. But it's just like okay, like, and then you're gonna kill her at the end of the movie. Now, and she's in Valhalla now. All right, cool. What she fights in like two battles. Now she's just in Valhalla with all these warriors that have been, you know, been. Fighting countless well, she battles. did like save like the god of thunder. Yeah, no, so. which is fine. Like, and I know, I'm and she herself became yeah, the god no, of thunder. And, and like, I know I'm nitpicking, but it's just like, why would you bring back such a major character just to kill them off no, in the no. same movie? You're, you know? I don't think you're nitpicking. I think that you're just pointing out like the very many flaws. Unfortunately, there was a lot to. You're not somebody who like looks at a movie to be critical of it. Like, well, like her death to me had no impact. Like, if Valkyrie had died, that would have impacted me more because I can Well, when we thought she died, you and I both were like, no. In the movie, you even... Because I really enjoy Valkyrie's character. I know. She's a great character. You know, like like another character, you know, spoiler spoiler warning, you know, someone that got brought back in a new iteration and died in the same one was was Eddie Munson in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. You know, there's somebody who was brand new to that season, right? And then throughout, throughout the show, we fell in love with him and then watching him die killed me. Like, I hated seeing him die. I know, but at least his death... 
but there was impact. You know, he was such Jane, a hero at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, Jane right? died, and the only impact that I felt was like, "You're seriously gonna kill her?" Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, I was devastated that they killed Eddie. Like, and I was like, "You're seriously? Why are you killing him?" But I mean, I guess if it it was either him or Steve, so I mean, mm. it like, is. you know what else was weird? So they were, you know, they found the the shrine of eternity, and it should be whoever gets to the the shrine gets a wish. So why didn't Thor get a wish? Why didn't he just go to eternity? And no, no, no. They were cancer. They wish? they were. I I believe that the it was who opens it gets the wish, and Thor didn't open it. Thor's hammer opened it, or his axe did. It know? doesn't matter. It wasn't him. But but they're all there in front of eternity. Like it, it I don't know. It, it was just it was strange. You know, it's like I feel like um, James Carter did not need to die in this movie. And again, it's just weird that the hammer's protecting her, but then they say, "Oh no, never mind. The hammer's stopping your chemo from working." The chemo that we we were told earlier in the movie wasn't working anyway, because she got she spoke to she was um, like non-responsive to yeah, any yeah, of the treatment. Yeah, she, she was talking to oh my god, uh, uh, Doctor Selvig, and he. <laughs> Sorry. And yeah, and he was, yeah, well, you know, because you're, you're hearing the bullshit, like, <laughs> and yeah, like he told her, the chemo's not working. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the chemo's not working because the hammer. It's like, okay, pick, pick a lane. Right. Okay, like, pick a lane here. Is the hammer helping? Is the hammer hurting? You know? But, um, let's talk about some of the positives. You know, like, what did we like from the movie? Like, what was something that you definitely thought was good in the movie? What did you like? Uh,. Oh, that's rough. Um, that's rough. I know. Because <laughs> I, I get excited. Yeah, yeah, okay, Like, I'll, I'm not I'll, a hater I'll, when it comes to that. I'll, I'll throw one out here. Um, The the kind of love triangle that he had between Thor and his two weapons. Like, I Oh, yeah, that was really funny. But I, even I that, that felt like funny. overkill for me after a minute. Some, some scenes were a little much. The only part that really made me laugh was the part where... The, the the axe is just like hovering behind him after he was like yeah talking, trying to yeah. get back his hammer yeah yeah talking to me on your, yeah like definitely like that was that was funny like i enjoyed those scenes. and then he's like are we still fighting like i'm like oh that sounds like me and alexis yeah it's, it's like <laughs> i feel things are weird you know like i enjoyed that um what else was good the goats were funny ah the goats also like that's the thing but for the me i just felt like everything in the movie was overkill like the goats were funny for like a second and I feel like if they would have just introduced them with the screams, that was funny. And then if I wouldn't have heard them scream at all until they, like, crashed through. Yeah, they did have to scream into, <laughs> yeah, they screamed in every scene they were in. It was just like, all right, you know. We they, get it. They, they scream. They scream. We get it. Right. But it would have been more, I think it would have hit better if it was just, like, at the start. And then, like, when they came in crashing. Like, you don't see the goats at all. And then all of a sudden, you remember <laughs> that the goats are there. And they take off into the thing. Ah! And they scream. That would have probably killed me. But, um... Yeah, after a while, it's just like, okay, enough. We get it. The goats scream. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really do act like, I mean, I when I did goat yoga, like, obviously, they were baby goats. But, my God, they screamed. And, <laughs> and they would fight on my yoga mat. Um, anyways, I'm trying to think, honestly. Like, I just don't really think there was anything that I, like, really loved. I guess, like, um, I love the fact that, like, Thor can just, like, you know, he doesn't like the guardians need him and then he just like kind of jumps on there and like i did love like when he like basically showed up because chris pratt's character called him yeah like the guardians were great like i, I love the guardians are always the, great you know they should have they honestly should have been in the movie a lot longer than they were but like i thought they were just all amazing you know but yeah like they just they were in the for so short a period of time that like they really had nothing to do you know it was it was, just it weird. was weird it was weird the whole movie i don't think it was well thought out yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. Like, it's a little... Yeah, because, yeah, you know, now it's like, you've done four Thor movies, and only one of them 
like you can truly say is amazing. And like I, I said, him. it's like he's just such a like I guess in many ways like the character is reflective of the universe itself, right? Like I feel like the writers don't actually know what direction to take this superheroine because fact is they've got this really talented actor because objectively Chris Hemsworth is incredibly talented, but he's also freaking gorgeous, right? <laughs> like the man is like he looks like a god and it's it's like they don't know if to take him like the brooding pretty boy route, you know, they don't they already had the Playboy with Iron Man, so they don't need that. They already have essentially like the committed romantic, which is mm-hmm. the storyline with Captain America. Um, yeah, but like but but Ragnarok showed that you can mix it too because he was brooding in that one, but he was still funny, you know. But the comedy was but they was did something interspersed. It wasn't like the the, the the comedy worked in tandem with the overall story of Ragnarok, right? But again, in Love and Thunder, the comedy is basically the story, and it's just, it doesn't work. It it really doesn't work. It's just the writing, like it just wasn't a good movie, and it, it that's yeah. disappointing because, like I said, they have a really good cast. Like yeah, yeah, and it's Taika Waititi, you know, which is it's a bummer because like you know we love the vast majority of his work. Yeah, we do. You know, like basically anything that guy touches is automatically gold. And you know, like I don't know, like how much was, you know, he just he didn't try as hard because he already had success with Ragnarok and he felt he didn't do as much with this one. You know, who knows? Like how much you know Marvel was involved in the process of the movie. You know, who really knows? Because also the fact that this movie didn't really have any true repercussions to the overall MCU, right? Like, you know, there was no big bad, uh, you know, no, even though now we have an idea. We know now because this is post-Comic-Con. We know now what their plans are with this new phase, that they're going to go into the multiverse. Even though we knew with Doctor Strange, but now we know that it's the multiverse saga, that it's going to end with a multiversal war. That's what, you know, the, the, the phases are going to end. But, you know... Yeah, this is a movie that they didn't really have to do much to shape the future. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I'm okay. just laughing because I remember the first time I saw Doctor Strange, I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, this is like some sci-fi. This is like interstellar shit. And you were like, uh, and I was like, I'm not about this, whatever. Just get, leave me with my simple superhero stories. And you were like, oh, that's really bad for you because this is definitely the direction that the universe is going in and it's about to get real complex and yeah 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 especially now that you know they announced the the two avengers movies that are going to cap off the phases with kang and then secret wars which is one of the biggest comic book events they ever did at marvel so you know what i I feel like and i know that this episode is about thor but like let's let's switch gears because i feel like we're being little bummers about thor um (laughs) we're spitting facts and i mean i know that we haven't like I mean, I don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast with um, Carlos and Steven prior, but let's talk about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Had I seen Shang-Chi at that point? Probably not, but yeah, let's talk about Shang-Chi. Let's do it. That's probably my favorite superhero that, movie that's, ever. That's a great movie. Ever. Like, yeah. ever. I mean, I'm yeah. talking like, like, this is like DC Marvel combined. Like, I think... I had no idea what that movie was about, so I guess I walked in with like zero expectations. Mm-hmm. I had never heard about the superhero. Yeah, yeah. You well, gave yeah, me no background. He, well, you were okay. just like, I want to see this movie, and I was like, okay, because I'm always down to see superhero yeah. movies. Well, like, there really wasn't really much to give. Like, I, I knew who Shang Chi was because I read him in the comics, but like, I never, you know, I never read like a Shang Chi comic. Like, he was either a part of a team up with another hero's comic that I was reading. You know, he was just, you know, I saw him. I believe I saw him. When I read Iron Fist comics, because Iron Fist obviously martial arts, Shang Chi is a martial arts expert. It's basically like the Doctor Strange of, of martial arts, basically. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's like the expert. Yeah, like that movie was just so well done, and like in terms of like the reason why I kind of like 
made the connection is because that movie has that perfect balance of like action and like heavy storytelling with comedy. Like it's funny. Yeah. That well, movie's they, they had Aquafina who is a comedic actress and you know to bring in the comedy. That's like his best friend, right? Again, I'm not going names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, no, 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 her real name, sorry. Um, I forget her name. Oh, her name. Her name was in the movie, but yeah, like, you know. His she, bestie. Yeah, his bestie. Yeah, she was I love her. Yeah, she was great. She was excellent in the movie, you know, and like but she and she's a comedic actress, but you know, they she was able to get the job done and like, you know, she wasn't brought in just to be funny. It's like we're, we gotta do No, she's also stuff she's too. she's a badass. Yeah. And you know, the movie was all the better for it, I feel. You know, Marvel movies, you know, again, the reason why they've been so successful is because they're all inherently funny movies, all of them. Like there's not one of them where it's just like yeah, they're not like that. That's and, literally know, very, my biggest complaint about anything DC is that DC is just like it's so heavy. Like, like yeah. Batman movies are just like they're so intense and like they're good. Like this last Batman movie was good. Yeah, yeah, but a you know, little long. Whoa, 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 calm down. Honestly, this okay. should just be like Alexa says. Let's catch up. Like that's yeah, what this I, episode should I be. I would talk nothing bad about the Batman. Like, okay, it was so good. It was good. It was really. Good. And I thought Robert Robert Patterson redeemed himself from being Edward Cullen. Through this movie. I'm like, that's, you know, that's the Harry Potter one. <laughs> Cedric Diggory. Oh, my God. I'm the worst. <laughs> it's also like 11 o'clock at night. Um, but, yeah, that was like the Cedric Diggory actor I knew. And, like, not the disappointment that was Edward Cullen. But um, I just felt like at one point, like, the movie dragged. And, like, oh, my God. When the when the city started to flood, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> is gonna go on for another 45 minutes well yeah if you see water you gotta pee that's gonna mess you up for sure <laughs> well i mean that and a large coke you know like it was oh man that movie it was good it was good it was just like there's nothing funny to it though no 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 like i think it may, might have had maybe two or three moments of like something actually funny happening but for the most part yeah it was a very serious movie but it it told you that from the beginning like you knew oh my what God. you were going into i loved um this is <laughs> Is it Zoe Saldana? Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the oh, worst. You're really bad Wait, name. Zoe Saldana's Zoe the one. Zoe Saldana's Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> you want to do a podcast talking about movies? You don't know any of the characters' names. Okay, I'm I'm here to encourage you to restart your podcast. And you know what? <laughs> I've clearly seen these movies. I don't need to know the actors' names to know that she played Catwoman, and she was a phenomenal Catwoman. Yeah, no, she was good. The movie just overall was good. Like all everything about it was good. Like, you see, Batman said, Love and Thunder, I, I can talk nonstop about what was good about the Batman. You know? Like, yeah. Could it have been a little bit shorter? Maybe. I'm, no, no, I'm but sure it was you, a good movie. It was yeah, a really I'm good sure movie. I'm sure you could turn the fat off a couple scenes, but for the most part, I thought well, it was excellent. It was just a long story, so I don't so much think that they had, like, too much. Like, there was never a moment where I felt like the story was dragging, and they just packed a lot into this one movie. Yeah, like, this could have easily been reveal. too, like... Yeah, but you know, even though it, it's... It has a long runtime. It doesn't feel long because the pacing is good. I respectfully disagree. Uh, but like, I feel like I feel like <laughs> excellent pacing. All the scenes made sense. You know, when you got action, you got action. When you didn't, you got like great character moments. And like, I think Batman from now on should just slowly walk into every room he goes into. Oh my gosh! Like, no more crashing through you know through windows or you know appearing like out of nowhere. Slowly walk into every room you're gonna go into every single. I, time. I I liked his portrayal of Batman too because I think every other Batman has always been very like. I'm such a playboy, I'm a billionaire, I'm a socialite, like, I'm, you know, but at night, like, I kill people, and, like, I'm still, like, mourning the loss oh, of my parents, and I haven't crossed. He doesn't kill. Okay, he hurt, severely hurts. Um, <laughs> but... I'm sure he's killed a lot of people by accident. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's killed plenty of them by accident, that's for damn sure. Like, um, what's that movie we saw the other day that was really funny? 
um, oh my gosh, we just saw it. What was it? They were in the jungle. Oh, the lost city. The lost city, mm-hmm. where they killed the dude off the cliff, yeah. and then they were trying to like convince themselves that they didn't. Like yeah. that would have happened even if they had it. Like it's the same thing. Like that's what I feel like Batman does. Like no, 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 I don't kill. And also like like Daredevil does that too. Like I don't kill. Like are you sure? Are you sure that those people that you knocked out like didn't end up in the hospital and die of internal bleeding? They, they, they maybe did. They maybe did. <laughs> like, you know, just blunt force trauma to the skull. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, you know. But again, there's a difference, right? We can talk nothing but good things about those movies, and then you know, when it comes to Love and Thunder, it's just like nothing really good comes to mind. You know, like I felt they wasted Christian Bale. It's like, how do you get an actor, you know, like someone as good as he is, and just not even, you know, he had a couple of good, decent moments as Gore, but like I felt like you didn't. Oh didn't my really... God, that was Christian Bale. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This is so bad. <laughs> Why is it bad? I don't know. How did you not know? He was Babe, even... I didn't even know who Tiger White TD was until I started dating you. Like, you're the one who knows, like, direct, like, you know, the costume designer names. Oh, like... I didn't know who Tiger White TD was when we started dating. That was like 2012. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You're so, like, whatever. I, I, you're I so found horrible. out about him, I think, like, what? I don't know. Whatever. I digress. But yeah, that was Christian Bale. I had no idea that was Christian Bale. Yeah, he, yeah, was, only, yeah, he was just bald. That's it. It's only okay, well, clearly hair makes a difference. Uh, apparently. Apparently. You know, he should have his little Bruce Wayne haircut. And also, like, he had a hood and, like, black teeth most of the movie. Like, what am I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, they couldn't have so much more with him. With his no, I thought he was a good character, though. Mm, I like... They could have done more with him. I, I appreciate... Wasted. And that's one of the things I do like about uh, what Marvel's been doing lately. Like, I appreciate the complexity of hero... Of these anti-heroes. Oh, that, he's not an anti-hero. He's a villain. But, like, the complexities of the villains, right? Like, that it doesn't let them be just evil. Like, they're... they're the things that they do are done with purpose and with a lot of reason that you can empathize with. And so it makes it, like, a journey for you as the viewer right because again like going back to um that last doctor strange movie um or even wandavision right like like what wanda had gone through was so traumatic she lost so much and she had this opportunity to have it and like she's having like a mental breakdown with superpowers like and she's going to do whatever she needs to do to alleviate that level of grief and like you could understand that as a human mm-hmm. and so even though it doesn't forgive what she's done it's like at the same time you're like yeah but like also like Wanda just like needs a hug and like someone to tell her it's going to be fine yeah it's it's just you know like we understand Gore's you know his motivation and stuff like that but like it's just like i feel he doesn't really after his daughter dies, he mentions her like one time, right? Which is to those kids, you know, when he's telling them like a story. But like, I feel like nobody else really gets what Gore's trying to do. And he's just trying to kill all the gods. And like, that's all they really bothered to know about the guy. You know, so I, I feel it doesn't really add any more layers to his complexity because to them, he's just a mindless killing machine. You know, and like, that's kind of been an issue with Marvel. Marvel's always had a problem with villains to make villains that are, you know, that are compelling and stick with you. You know, they're only they're only a handful really that that come to mind. The top one, obviously, being Thanos. Uh, the next one's the Mandarin from uh, from Shang Chi. His dad, I forget his name, but he was an excellent villain. But again, because they're, they're but complex. also another one that was very complex because he wasn't all bad. No, he wasn't. No, he was loved. He was married. You know, how was Shang Chi born? And he right? loved his children. He did. He did. You know, like in his own way. And you know, there, but there's a differences there, right? Like you have that complexity of that character, a character that was just because we have Thanos across multiple movies, so he was he was getting more layers. 
right? But we got the Mandarin on only one film. And, you know, you're, you're, you totally understood how the guy, why he worked the way he did. And with Gore, you know, right. it was a very simple premise, obviously, with you know, his daughter being dead and stuff like that. And then him, basically, you chalk up him wanting to do everything he's doing because of the sword. A sword that we just found out about it, like, five minutes into the movie. And now we just have to know, oh, the sword's the reason for everything. It's the reason why he's doing all this. The sword, the sword, the sword. You know, it's like, we don't talk about how the sword was made. We don't find anything about it. It's just like, the sword's bad. Why? Well, that's true, because he, like, he goes on there, like, when he crawls out of the water, he goes... Like, for one thing, how did he get there? I thought it was a mirage. Oh, I guess it was a sword calling him. Yeah, it was a sword. Yeah, yeah. Like, the sword was, like, in the, in the lair of the gods. That is interesting. And then, like, the sword called him the same way that the hammer called this chick. Yeah, they so... called Jane, yeah. Like, the weapon is alive, just like, like, just like Mjolnir is, you know? And that's something they could have... And see, yeah, but why? See, but that leads into another weird thing about this movie. So remember, is it the same dark magic? They're not going to explain that. Who cares at this point, right? It's just we just have to accept it, and that's the problem with this movie. You have to accept a lot of things that don't make sense. Uh, one thing is to, the, the gate of eternity. How it opens with the Bifrost. Why is it with the Bifrost? Why is it particularly with the way that the Norse gods get around? Like, why are they tied to this? They don't explain it. It's just that's just the way it is. Oh, that's and, a good yeah, point. Yeah, and the only thing that can open it is Stormbreaker. I'm like. Why? Why? You know? Okay. So it just can be, again, because it is for convenience's sake of this movie to make it convenient and to give, you know, Thor and his weapon something to do, basically. All right. So we're going to make your weapon the only reason that, that this place can open, you know? And like, and how does Gore even find that out? Like the sword. Oh, the sword also very good. Also very good. Point. You know? And like, why would Gore let them know about it? Because, you know, like in that scene when they get to that planet and they all separate and they all go into the different thing, Jane finds the papers that shows... The, the thing and also like Gore like loved this child so much right like he loved his daughter so 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 much this is his motivation for everything yet he was so sadistic and evil with these kids he kidnapped yeah which also didn't fall in line with the very motivation that inspired this villain which yeah. is like love of his child yeah but again you know like the, their thing is the sword the sword's corrupting him you just have to expect that being from the sword and it's just like Okay. And yet he can still remain motivated by the love of his daughter, even though the sword is corrupting him. Yeah, I can see what you're yeah, saying. Cause, There's cause like that, a lot yeah. of plot yeah, holes. Yeah, because at, at the end... Like when you really start to analyze it. Yeah, because at the end, like the love of his daughter is what broke him from the sword. And it's just like, okay, cool. Again, something we just, we just have to accept in this movie. And it was it was just strange. And then, you know, just, just I don't know, the dialogue was a little bit cringy. Like, the, you know, Jane, like, I get it. You know, she was trying to make a catchphrase, but still just hearing her say, like, eat my hammer. I'm just like... You know that's not good. You know that's not a good saying. You know, it's like, come on, there, there are plenty of other things you can say. Eat my, my hammer. I thought that was a little funny. Uh, <laughs> that was probably my favorite line. Just because of the way she delivered it. And then I think my favorite part was like when she whispered it into Thor's ear and he just kind of laughs because it's objectively terrible. And he's just like, that's the good one because yeah, he knew she was dying. Yeah, which again, I don't, I don't know what they killed there, but whatever. So, you know, now the question is like, are we going to get a fifth Thor? So I honestly thought that he wasn't going to bring back his daughter. I actually thought he was going to give Jane her life. Because his I, whole... I, I didn't think he would. Like, why would he? He doesn't know who Jane is, and why wouldn't he just bring back well, his kid? Because he, like he said, he's like, she'd be alone. But then that's another one. Like, they're like, no, she won't. Like, why are you assuming responsibility over this child? Well, Jane gave Thor responsibility. She looked at Thor like, raise his kid. And, like, it's like you giving somebody a dog. It's like, why are you giving me responsibility? <laughs> you know? That's so, a good point. Yeah. So literally if you want Alexis to hate you, give him a puppy. <laughs> I'll give you a puppy. Like I'll give it back to you. I swear to God. Like uh, I'll give it back to you. I have enough dogs in here. 
But um, it's just, yeah, it's it's just, it's odd. It's very odd. So now it's like, are they gonna make a, a fifth Thor movie? Which personally, I don't think they should. I, I don't, I don't think, like, I think the franchise has done. I think what they, it can. I think they need to wrap up like and give him a personality and move on, right? Like, it's so clear who Cap was. It's well, he so has too clear. much personality. That's a problem. And like, you know, well, he's got multiple. If anything, he's got. He's got multiple personalities. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. He's like too many. T- yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, it's it's very clear. Like when you watched an Iron Man movie, you knew exactly what you were getting, right? When you watch a Deadpool movie, you know exactly what you're getting. When you watch a Captain America movie, you know exactly. Same thing with um, uh, Black Widow, um, Black Panther, R.I.P. Wakanda Forever. I I can't wait for that movie. That trailer looked so good. I know. It's just, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, Well, well, that's a whole other podcast altogether. But definitely, like, I feel what they showed in the trailer, which they didn't show anything as far as, like, what the plot of the movie is. Like, you you can assume that Namor and Atlantis... They, I don't know. I like, just, I, I'm like sad that they killed, well, that they killed off Michael um, B. Jordan's character. Mm. And then on top of it now, unfortunately, due to life circumstances, we've lost. Yeah. But look, the good thing now with this being the multiverse saga, a lot of characters that have died can just come back. They would just be the ones from, from the multiverse. So you can bring Killmonger back from a different universe where he's good. And he, you know, he helps out in the battle. Can we start a petition? <laughs> So, can, you know, can we bring him back? That, these, these That's all, for personal reasons. Yeah, like they, these are all possibilities, you know? <laughs> the world needs him. Yeah, yeah. They, these are all possibilities. We so. all need to be able to look at him a little bit longer. <laughs> With no shirt on. With no shirt on, yeah. preferably. <laughs> that, that's the that's the scene in in Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, the, the trailer scene? Yeah. Which I was like, why why, why the tattoos? I was like, I, I, don't, I don't get oh it. Oh my gosh, the tattoos. The thing is, because like, they were fuckboy tattoos. And I go, what is happening here? Why does, why does Thor <laughs> have fuckboy so, tattoos? They were funny. That was you know? funny. But, like, when yeah, I saw the like, tattoos. The, the, the Loki one, I like the Loki one. I found it funny. <laughs> I thought it was but really I'm funny. I just like, why? Like, I thought it was, I don't know. It didn't make it. Again, it's just a movie just trying too hard to be funny. Yeah. It's yeah. Just trying way too hard to be funny. And it just... It did not work for me at all. So, you know, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know when they're going to bring back Thor. He'll obviously probably be... He's going to die before then. I'm sure he'll be in the Avengers movies and things like that. But, yeah, now it's just like, what do they do with the character? How do you feel about being on this uh, podcast? Let's wrap it up with that. Uh, no, well, it's good to just, you know, ramble on about things that are on my mind when it comes to movies and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like running a bike. So there was definitely rush in the beginning. I could not tell time. It was like 13 months, but I've been like 13 years. So still can't tell time now. But uh, no, uh, it's like anything else, right? You got to do it enough times to get back into it and just keep at it. All right. Well, hopefully this is the first of many this, Alexis this will says probably, This will probably be the first of many, especially if the kid you know, goes to sleep and stays asleep. Because usually he would have woken up three times by now. So this is very helpful. I know. Him. We do not have... Like that sleep training thing did not work out in this house, and everyone likes to blame the parents for that. I'm here to say we did what we needed to do. Yeah, we could, man. Just but simply our, didn't work. He, he's his own man, so it is what it is. Even his teacher's like, "Oh, I'm the best at like putting kids to sleep," and she's like, "Hey, this kid's dumb. Sometimes I just have him like lay there because <laughs> he just refuses to go to sleep." Yeah, well, we have that luxury. But anyways, yeah, so if you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder, don't feel too bad about it. You're also not missing much. Uh, but if you did like it, you know, and you disagree with everything that we just said, by all means, you know, let us know. 
But uh, yeah, I will definitely uh, try and get more episodes out there and you know, get back into the podcasting group. Uh, but until next time, take care of each other and peace out.